0: a great way to start the new year, just worshiping the Lord. Thank you for being a part of our time together today. Would you bow your heart with me, please? Father, thank you for allowing us to see another new year. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will just electrify this sermon, grip our hearts with your word, help us to be able to do life better with you at the helm of our hearts. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I want to begin a brand new four-part teaching series on renewing your mind. And so, would you make your way towards Ephesians chapter 4? Let me ask you this question when we think about renewing your mind. If there was an area of your life that's not working right now, what role does your mindset play in that? Let me ask the question a different way. Does it matter what your mindset is? Can mindsets change? Well, the word mindset, when you define it, it means mindset refers to your perspective through which you see, experience, and travel through the world. It is the lens you use to interpret observations, actions, relationships, and beliefs. In essence, your mindset is a core of assumptions. It's how you synthesize what you see and what you experience and your beliefs. And whether that mindset limits, restricts, or it opens up and frees you for growth, you have to figure out what role your mindset plays in where you are. But when you think about how mindsets can be fixed, it's almost like, Like, for example, someone says, healthy foods, they don't taste good. That's a fixed mindset. Or, reading the Bible is boring. Or, man, I heard that person had been diagnosed with cancer. That's that's a major problem. But rather than having a fixed mindset, what about an open mindset? Something that it's almost like the lid of your brain is open so you can receive new information. Because when you think about a growth mindset, it says, there must be an interesting way to read the Bible. Or if I start to really experiment with different recipes, healthy foods can taste good. Or, yeah, a person received a diagnosis of cancer, But what kind of journey can they go on to grow and learn and experience a new dimension of the Holy Spirit's engagement in their life? All I'm saying to you is this, be very, very open to renewing your mind. And so one of the things we must learn is this, your mindset matters. Paul had a lot to say about the the importance of the believer's mindset. In Ephesians 4, in verse 22, here's what the Apostle says. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Paul was saying, in essence, to the Ephesian community, as we are hearing it today in our own context, he's saying this, to live the new kind of life, the Jesus-centered life, the Christ-glorifying life, it means you need a new mindset. Then he goes on by using such a strong term, he says, throw off the old sinful habits. In other words, throw off the new mindset. And that term throw off in the original Greek in which the New Testament was written, it means to discard, to put away, to cast aside. And the imagery is like worn clothes that no longer fit you. Put them aside, dismiss them, cast them away. And so Paul is telling us that, look, your mindset matters. So cast aside the old mindset, cast aside the fixed mindset that limits your perspective and limits your ability to grow. And when you do that, you open up a brand new world because your mind will be renewed. I love the research work that Dr. Leah Crum has experienced. She's a professor of psychology at Stanford University. She works with Stanford's mind and body lab. Her research deals a lot with the mind in how to grow and you know, what the role of your mindset is. In one particular study, they worked with 84 hotel room housekeepers from seven different hotels. And when they questioned these workers, these maids, these housekeepers, do you get any exercise? And overwhelmingly, they said no. No. They didn't recognize when they're cleaning their hotel, the hotel rooms that, in fact, it was work. And so the housekeepers are of a mindset, oh, we don't get exercise. Dr. Crum separated the 84 into two groups. To one group, she had a presentation that lasted 15 minutes and talked about how their physical movements dusting, cleaning, vacuuming, scrubbing the bathtubs, all of that qualified and fell in line with the Surgeon General's definition of 30 minutes worth of exercise per day. And she talked about the benefits of exercise within a 15-minute period. The second group, no instruction, no information was given. One month later, they, they, they went and assessed both groups the group that received the 15-minute information about the benefits of exercise and that their work was, in fact, exercise, it showed that they had weight loss, loss of fat, body fat, increased satisfaction in their work. And when they contrasted that against the control group that had no information, the control group that had no information, they had no difference physiologically or even physically because of the lack of information. What did the research show? The research showed that when your mindset changes, there are even physical and physiological benefits just to a mindset shift. May I suggest to you that your mindset matters. Paul said this to the Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 13. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. What Paul is saying is that, and you may have learned this verse like I did in a different translation, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What Paul was saying is this, I don't care what the condition is, I don't care what the circumstances, I don't care what trials, I don't care the fact that we're in a global pandemic, not that I don't care but it doesn't change my mindset. I'm not going to be gripped by a fixed mindset that thinks that God can only work in a a global community where there is no global pandemic. God is not limited by COVID or any other debilitating situation. Our God reigns. And Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May I suggest to you adopt the same mindset. What we realize is your mindset matters. This is why you must renew your mind. I want to give you a contrast between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Because as you're going into 2022, you need to ask yourself the question, do I have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? A fixed mindset will not not cause you to experience all of what God has. A growth mindset does. So let me give you a little pop quiz. A fixed mindset says, I can't do this. This kind of person gives up very easily. A growth mindset says, I'll try another approach. A fixed mindset avoids challenges. Quitting is the safest route. That's their go-to answer. A growth mindset embraces challenges. A fixed mindset ignores feedback Because criticism is viewed as too unpleasant. A growth mindset welcomes feedback. They see criticism as an opportunity to grow personally in development. A fixed mindset says, I made a mistake. This is too hard, a pill to swallow. So they retreat in a cocoon. A growth mindset says, mistakes help me grow. A fixed mindset gives up easily because they see failure as the end of the road. A growth mindset sees effort is a path forward, because failure is simply a signpost along the road to destiny. So I ask you the question, do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Because mindset matters. That's why the legendary boxer Muhammad Ali said this, champions aren't made in gyms. Champions are made from something they have deep inside them, a desire a dream, a vision. They have to have last-minute stamina. They have to be a little faster. They have to have the skill and the will. But the will must be stronger than the skill. What Ali was simply saying is this, your mindset matters. Mindset is your core assumptions, the way you're walking through the world and how you interpret things that you see and experience. Mindset makes a difference, and what we must also recognize is this, mindsets can change. Most people don't achieve their dreams, not because they're incompetent, not because they're not gifted, not because they don't have opportunities. Most people don't achieve their dreams and their visions simply because of their mindset. I'm not trying to be this positivistic view and give you some secularized perspective. I'm simply talking to you about the Bible. Paul says in Romans 12 verse 2, Do not become like the people who belong to this world, but let God completely change the way you think, so you live differently. Then you will understand what God wants you to do. You will know what is good. You will know what pleases God. You will know what is completely right. See, the Bible is telling us that mindsets can change. I remember this man, he worked in sales. He visited this particular company. And after he engaged in his business affairs, he noticed that there was this beautiful park bench type of setting that the company had in their rear parking lot, sitting on a lawn. There was a table and a bench. And he decided just to sit there and check his emails. And so he sat there, he's checking his emails. And he just glanced up and looked at the limb of a tree that was low-hanging. And he saw this beautiful caterpillar just crawling along. But it was interesting because one of the wings of this caterpillar that was going through the transformation into a butterfly, one wing was out, the other wing was inside of a sack, and was you can see it, the caterpillar was struggling to break out of the sack. The man, thinking that he was helpful, he went into his pocket, pulled out this little pocket knife, walked over to the tree, and then cut the sack open to allow the butterfly, or the wing of the caterpillar, now emerging to a butterfly, the second wing to come out. He went back to check in his email. An hour later, he looked, and he saw that the wing, unlike the first wing that was out, was shriveled and deformed. When he went home and did some research, he found out that in order for the butterfly's wings to be fully developed, it must go through the difficulty and the pressure of breaking through the sack. And this man did not realize, because his mindset was so fixed, I'm helping alleviate the pain of this caterpillar. I'm helping this struggling caterpillar transform. Because of his fixed mindset, he could not see that it took pain to grow and develop the wing so it can fully function. What am I saying to you? Mindsets can change. And you must now look at your present circumstance your situation, and say like Paul did to the Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And may I suggest to you that mindsets can change, and you must recognize the value of that. Paul was helping us see that when we think about mindsets changing, how do they change? First, we must know mindsets can change. May I give you some answers to how mindsets change? Mindsets change oftentimes by the people you hang out with. Paul told us that do not become like people who belong to this world. So in other words, he's saying, if you hang out with people of this world, they have certain values, certain mindsets, certain perspectives. Nothing wrong with having friends that are unchurched or unbelievers. We ought to influence them and and be able to engage socially with them. But don't let their values, mindset, and also their perspective cause you to wither and become ungodly in your own views and perspective. So people cause you to have a changed mindset. That could be negative or positive. What we also recognize is that words, even self-talk, can change your mindset. What do you say to yourself about yourself? When you think about how words have power, changing changing your words can change your mindset, it can also change people's mindsets towards you. The same. I wrote the same, but in different words. Thanks, love. Wow. And not only do your man- mindset matters, mindsets can change. And That young lady passing by, her mindset was, if I change the words, people's mindset towards the blind man would be changed. That is supporting the point that I'm making. Mindsets can change. One way they change is your words. What are you saying to yourself? What's your self-talk like? What do you tell yourself And you must recognize, I don't care how difficult you may have have it. I don't care what you may have gone through. Those things can't stop you from having a mindset that's growth-oriented and open to the fact, like Philippians 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I love what the American businesswoman Sarah Blakely once said. My dad encouraged us to fail. Growing up, He would ask us what we failed at that week. If we didn't have something, he would be disappointed. It changed my mindset at an early age that failure is not the outcome. Failure is not trying. Don't be afraid to fail. I want you to see that we must recognize and when we renew our minds, your mindset matters and we must recognize mindsets can change. Now I want to spend my remaining time challenging you on this one point, which is change your mindset. Let me take you back to one of my opening questions. Is there an area of your life that's not working? And what role does your mindset play in that area of your life, not working. Have you ever given thought to that? May I say then, change your mindset. J.K. Rowling once said, failure is so important. We speak about success all the time, but it's the ability to resist or use failure that often leads to greater success. If you change your mindset, in what way will you benefit? This friend of mine was telling me about his financial troubles. And he said that, and he was making good money, pulling down six-figure income, but for some reason, it is, he's not making ends meet. And then he went into prayer about it. And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, you're treating money the same way you're treating money. You, Rather, let me say it. You're treating money the same way you used to treat money when you dealt with drug dealing before you met Christ. All you're doing is hustling. Why not budget and plan and sit down and learn to manage your money rather than hustling? It changes mindset. May I suggest to you, if there's an area of your life that's not working, change your mindset. Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, Never worry about anything, but in every situation, let God know what you need in prayers and requests while giving thanks. Then God's peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, keep your thoughts on whatever is right or deserves praise. Things that are true, honorable, fair, pure, acceptable, or commendable. Paul gives us two types of ingredients to change our mindset. We see in verse 6 and 7, he says, use prayer. And request and thanksgiving. So, in other words, prayer changes your mindset. In many ways. One way that it changes your mindset is the fact that just by you praying, it is therapeutic. It's transformative. What you've done is that you've invited God into your battles. You've invited God into your fears. You've invited God into your problems. And so prayer is one of the ways you change your mindset. Now that God's involved, there's a sense of peace. Now that God's involved, I am aware that he's aware. And it's not like God didn't know before. But the therapeutic and cathartic aspect of prayer is the fact that you voice your request in prayer. You framed your needs in prayer. And so prayer helps you to reframe your problem. It's an invitation. It's God's ticket into your fight. So one way you change your mindset is through prayer. Then Paul tells us another way that we change our mindset. It's what we think about. One recent study that was done by Queen's University in Canada, they said that the average person has 6,200 thoughts every day. And these thoughts, when they diverge, they move from one thing to another, to another, each time they diverge and move off to another area, that new thought is considered a thought worm. That's the language. Thought worm. W-O-R-M. So imagine if you have 62 different thoughts every day. 6,200 rather, 6,200 different thoughts every day. Paul is saying, I just want you to think about eight things. Paul says, think about whatever is right, think about whatever deserves praise, think about things that are true, think about things that are honorable. The fifth thought, he says, think about things that are fair. I was, my mind was caught up when I read out of the Bloomberg Business Week, this article, December 21st, 2021, The National Association of Realtors is Sorry About All the Discrimination. That's the title of the article. The president, Charlie Oppler, president of the National Association of Realtors and the CEO of prominent properties, Sotheby's International, while speaking at a diversity and inclusion summit back in November of 2020, issued a formal apology for the discrimination for non-white people in how realtors steered them into subpar neighborhoods and directed them into areas that was just a reinforcement of prejudice and a lack of opportunity. And so this is a topic that it's fair. And so... I think on these things. The sixth thing Paul tells us to think about is, think about things that are pure. Then think about things that are acceptable. And the eighth, he says, think about things that are commendable. So Paul is saying, look, if you want to be able to change your mindset, not only spend time in prayer and request and thanksgiving, but the second way you change your mindset is by being able to lock in on these eight positive things that you should think about. So rather than having all these thought worms, 6,200 that go in every different direction, some are filled with doubt and negativity and this dismalness and this fear, Paul says, stop all of that. When you want to change your mindset, he says, think about these eight things. And the apostle was helping us to say that God is still on the throne that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why Philippians 4, verse 13 is so critical. And I would encourage you, why not memorize this verse this week? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And when you memorize Philippians 4, verse 13, you'll find that that area of your life that may not be working, your mindsets begin to just change. Why? Paul is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to chip away and chip away and chip away at that fixed mindset and open up your thinking so you have a growth mindset which will renew your mind. You know, I want to have my mind renewed in 2022 so I can do all that God's called me to do and I can be all that God's called me to be. This is the first of four installments on renewing your mind. What we've learned is three things. Your mindset matters. Change your mindset, and mindsets can change. May I have the awesome privilege of leading you into Holy Communion? So, as we grab the elements, and you may have been encouraged to do that earlier, I want to just take you back to sacred scripture and realize in 2022. There are some things the Holy Spirit wants to do in you and through you. Communion is a very special time in the life of a follower of Jesus. Perhaps you have never invited Christ into your life. Before we take of communion, I want to give you the opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. Don't let this new year start without you having Christ be your Lord and Savior. Would you bow your heart with me, please, and repeat after me this simple prayer? a prayer of repentance. Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. In fact, wash them away. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Change me and help me to serve you all the days of my life, starting right now. I ask you this in Christ's name. Amen. There's instruction on the screen. Please follow the prompting. I want you to anchor this decision that you've made to walk with Jesus. Now let's partake of Holy Communion. Communion is a very special time in the life of a follower of Jesus. It's when we reaffirm our commitment to Christ. And we ask the Lord to guide us and lead us into all of his will for our lives. Would you take of that which represents the body of our Lord, which was given for you? And let us eat it together. The cup, which represents the cup of suffering, represents the blood of Jesus, which was shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Would you drink together of that blood? I want to pray for you now. Father, I thank you for each person that has taken communion with me and those who are watching now, that the power of the Holy Spirit would go to work in their lives in a way that is so transformative. Let 2022 be a year that we renew our minds and we experience the best that you have for us. May each one of us seize hold of your promises for our lives and for our families. We ask you this in Christ's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. God bless you.